So hi, um, and welcome to the Two Medics podcast. Uh, my name is uh, Therusha Gunawardner. I'm a cardiology registrar, subspecialing in intervention. And I have a very special guest with me today. Do you mind introducing yourself? Hello, um, my name is Athena Watson. I am an anaesthetic registrar and also an avid Twitter user. <laughs> yeah, um, delighted to have you on. Thank you so much for uh, coming on to the podcast. Um, it's taken a little while to, to kind of get this get this together, but we made it. We made it, and you know we've lost some people along the way. So unfortunately, um, Imran wanted me to make some kind of story. You know how he loves like a story, so he wanted me to say that we'd like fallen out and stuff. Have um, you? Oh. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, if it is, it's definitely very one-sided. Uh, but no, he's, he's actually not feeling very well. So I wasn't feeling well last week and we hadn't actually met in between. So it's not that we've like transferred fluids or anything, um, but he's not well this week. So it's, it's just me and you, well. which will be awesome, which will be, uh, which will be awesome. Um, and now, but th- because I never like host this, like Imran does all the talking, there are a few things I need to remember to do. Can you remind me to do it at the end? Basically, we've got some shout outs now because we've got some sponsors. So um, a shout out. So if there are any registered general nurse band fives um, in the London, Essex or Kent area, there's some very competitive rates offered by Lifeline Healthcare Group UK if you want to check them out. But also something kind of closer to my heart was, I don't know if you had to self-assess this year, but I did and I found that really, really stressful. And so these guys, these medical accountants, www.mah, so Mike Alpha uh, H, what's H? Oh my God, Hosker? Hotel? I, I don't know. Hotel.uk.com. Hotel. <laughs> if you could check them out, um, they'll help you with all kinds of um, medical um, accountancy needs. Okay, so um, there have been quite a few topics, uh, interesting things through the week. There have been a few... Um, weird ones um i wondered if we should perhaps start with something that was really kind of fun and light-hearted which was well i mean it wasn't fun for us all falling in a canal but certainly light-hearted did you see that did you see the uh the thread oh i loved loved that um <laughs> it's one of my favorite uh, i love russell anyway and I, I i saw someone refer to the canal incident and i didn't know what it was and then i had <laughs> right. to look at it and it's like oh this this thread just keeps on giving. It's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, he's all right, and I hope he has avoided some nasty uh, bugs and things like that. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, he 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 put some pictures in, didn't he, of the of the canal? It looked rather rather green, um, and he looked like and he cut Strava, himself as well. The Strava. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't see the Strava. Oh yeah, yeah, it's all oh, captured on Strava. It's, it? it's brilliant. Oh. Ah, wow. I missed that. Well, I kind of came at it at a different angle, which is where I saw like the subsequent news reports where it's kind of framed as a kind of runner versus cyclist thing. And apparently it's to do with some like cycle chains and stuff that he tripped over. And then it became a kind of um, runner versus cycling thing. It's just that's the thing about Twitter is the things that you don't expect to take off. Like, I bet he didn't expect that to take off in the way that it did with news and, yeah. and things like that and jokes and, and yeah, hilarious. I know. Um, he's he's a funny guy. But it's interesting, though, because it did it did highlight, as you say, one of the problems sometimes, I guess, with Twitter, where like you, you get some kind of people in their replies where they're just completely humorless. Mm. And uh, one person replied with, um, so what is the uh, point point of this? Oh, yes, I did um, read that. Yeah. Which I was... Yeah. Ooh. I mean... 
what are we supposed to what is the point what do you think was the point what what was what was the point of it oh, i think when the whole point of twitter is just you just it's like speaking it's like having a chat and so you chat about mm. whatever you want and undoubtedly a lot of what russell talks about is hilarious and that's the whole point and that's what makes yeah. it endearing so the point is you just mm. share your life but obviously some people perhaps think that twitter has a higher higher calling <laughs> or something like that oh, i don't know yeah, yeah it could be it's yeah yeah, you do get that kind of branch of doctors, don't you? I remember there was mm. this whole kind of like debacle about it in the past where there are people saying that medics should, I don't know, work on forwarding, I don't know, like a medical brand or oh, it's just... Something. I, I just think like, um, it's weird, isn't it? Like, I, it's, yeah. Uh, being, if like, you want to tweet pictures people. of your cup of tea, you know, I can do that. You can tweet, you can do whatever you want, mm. basically. And that's what makes it yeah, fun. Yeah, the harm? Yeah, someone someone seeing it might think, "Hey, that happened to me," or "I love that," or it just brings a smile. And sometimes, like a smile, we need yeah. smiles right now, don't we? We need a lot of smiles. Yeah, definitely. I kind of feel like that reply. You could probably apply it to literally anything on Twitter. Like you could just copy that link, that that reply, yeah. and then just put it for anything. Anything that happens on Twitter, you could just put that in. Well, you could ask well. question. I wonder what is the point. What's the point of Twitter? You could ask, "What's the whole point of the whole thing?" Yeah, exactly. Or the internet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is free. Just scroll on, I yeah. guess, if you don't see what the point yeah. is. Um, but anyway, I guess, uh, what can you... I mean, I tweeted quite recently about J.K. Rowling and I did kind oh, of wonder at that point. what happened to that, that then? How did that go? Oh my gosh, it didn't go well. It didn't go well. So, like, um, I tweeted it just as we were kind of leaving to go to the park and um, I tweeted because she just every time you see her trending or at least every time I seem to see her trending it's always just mm. her being horrible um, something transphobic and um, so it, but it did make me think because I don't think I was I wasn't so much into the Harry Potter books I read the first four mm. uh, but I was never one of those oh I'm team whatever Slytherin Gryffindor, or whatever yeah I, I only know two <laughs> Gryffindor yeah. and Slytherin yeah. is it yeah Slytherin yeah but you know there is this whole, I don't know, this whole thing, isn't it, with adult, adults kind of being well into the Harry Potter and stuff. Mm. And um, I never saw it. But I kind of did always think, well, it would be something that I guess I could read to my children. But then, mm. but now, I just, it just doesn't feel the same to me. Like, I feel like, I know people say that you should, detra- that perhaps you should yeah. try and detract the author from the work. But I just think it's, when the author's yeah. that horrible... Um, really tricky I situation know. i don't know yeah, yeah. It's, it's i feel the same it's quite that's quite a tetchy and troublesome topic isn't it that sort of thing yeah. it's like dare i even bring it up it was it's the same sort of thing as um someone said you've got to stop listening to michael jackson have you heard that yeah. about stop listening to michael yeah, jackson music so for a while i was like okay i feel that i need to stop listening to michael jackson music um I just I don't. I it's such a difficult topic. I don't know what to, is yeah. the music separate from him? Is is the music part of him? He's dead. Mm. He can't defend himself. Is he guilty? You know, there's so much. Is he? Did he mm. do those? You know, do we stop listening to the music? It's true. I think like doesn't it? I think um, if like if I chose like to not not uh, want to read jk rowling's mm. books to my children then i think that's fine but if i think going around telling other people not to do it mm. but I, th- I think it then comes down to how important the kind of uh the topic is to you mm. um mm. and then I, I i guess i don't know but then whatever i don't know uh yeah you're right it's, re- it's really really touchy it's really but essentially tricky. what happened with me 
Yeah. Well, this well, is, I think, another author, another author then like quote tweeted me. I think she had oh, a no. fairly sizable following and then mentioned my children <gasps> and all this kind of stuff. What? It got really scary. Yeah. What? It started to get really scary. What did you do? Talking about how I could lose, the, I could lose. Well, I panicked and people were like messaging me and be like, delete your tweet, block, go on private. Yeah. And I did all of those things and uh, I was at the park and my phone was going buzz, 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 buzz. And then like, you know, st- when I saw stuff about my kids, I was like, that this is, is awful. I remember like I was standing in the park. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was a really cold day, but I was sweating because I was like, this is scary. Mm. Like when I saw my children's names down there, I just what? felt a bit funny. Um, yeah, yeah, it felt oh really funny. Uh, I didn't like it. So I went on private and stuff. Anyway, um, I think one of the there were kind of some big accounts that kind of reached out and said pretty much from the along the lines of block early, mm-hmm. um, because I think the type of people who take umbrage in that situation they they can be particularly pernicious and vindictive, and so it's better to just. Yeah, block I early. think well, once Gosh. you get on the wrong side of things and it takes off and it goes sort of viral it's Mm. it's very it's very that's pretty serious and it's quite scary and um Mm. yeah that's 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 terrible it really went off but anyway okay moving to the kind of i mean so with that Mm. dark side of twitter it is nice to have threads kind of like russell's and there was this other really nice thread that i saw um which was um by uh, jen bass allen and that was on the 22nd of march and it goes what does love mean to four to eight year old kids and then she did a little thread did you see this it's so beautiful oh, i loved that thread it was absolutely yeah. beautiful and just the innocent i can't remember some of the things but they were just so real and so innocent and yeah. so lovely and so funny as well some of them were really funny and just, you know, as I keep saying, we need some positivity and some happiness and things like that. And just that thread, if you want to sit down and just read that thread and just smile and think the world is OK, mm. that's the thread, basically. It was gorgeous. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. So just for people who might not have caught up with it, it's a so they, a group of professional people pose this question to a group of four to eight year olds. What does love mean? The answers they got were broader, deeper, and more profound than anyone could have imagined. That se- that second line is a little okay. Anyway, but um, th- there's I think the some of the my favourites were so um, love is when a girl puts on a perfume and a boy puts on shaving cologne <laughs> and they go out together and smell each other. Yes, oh yes, <laughs> I like, love oh, that gosh. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. And um, but I can imagine Lily saying this one, which is love is when mummy makes coffee for my daddy yeah. and she takes a sip before giving it to him. Oh. Nice to make sure it tastes the taste is OK. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh well, I like yeah. this one as well. That love is like a little old woman and a little old man who are still friends, even after they know each other so well. And that's from a six year old. It's so cute. Yeah, that's yeah. Oh, my gosh. Children, right? We should ask our uh, own kids. I might do world, it, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Although yeah. I don't know what, I don't think I'd like what Lil t- tells me. Like, um, she, I think we were talking today and I asked her if she loved me and she said no. So maybe <gasps> it has to be focused. Yeah, <laughs> have to be focused. I think she, I think she does love me and she knows that I know that she loves mm. me because there are times where, you know, if she's sick, she'll come to, she, she will often come to me. But anyway, I think she, when she knows that when I ask her questions like that, she knows the kind this, of responses she yeah. might get from me. So I think in her mind, she's like, I'm not going to give him the satisfaction. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, I like well, my 11-year-old <laughs> boy, he started... So I always I always say, I love you. And he's got to that age. It's very uncomfortable about the whole thing. 
and um, oh, so okay. he's he's recently started saying like this uh, ditto I said oh great that's great ditto. and then he's gone from ditto to uh, you too and I'm like oh you too that's oh. great and the other day he said I love you mum <laughs> Oh, so I'm getting there. There you go. He said he, the words. What more did. do you want? That's all I want. It's lovely. That's him. Yeah. That's him. Um, so I think, I guess in terms of um, being of little words, um, there was a tweet from uh, Zander and he was talking, his tweet was, um, well, it's one of Zander's top tips. And he is saying that, that we speak of radiology and histopathology requests often allows us to gloss over the fact that we're making re- referrals to another specialty. So he's referencing a tweet where um, Pathos had talked about when sten- sending specimens to pathology, you're asking a question. And so yeah. if you provide very little in the way of, clin- if you provide very little in the way of clinical details, um, well, th- there's a limit to how much they're going to uh, give you for- well, I mean, you know, you're you're already limiting the kind of the value of the information you get back, and I guess it kind of flips round the the kind of conversation that we often have about be kind, right? Because often, I guess, on the other side, um, it can be framed as people being pedantic, asking for lots and lots of details. But then, are, are we asking too much to ask for relevant? important clinical details do you do you do you um so you work in anesthetics and itu right yeah yeah so, um, so we we love detail how do you find... <laughs> <laughs> we love detail but then i'm sure that we're also guilty you know i i know these but I, I going back to med school basically so i remember in med school them drumming in what's the clinical question do you remember did they do all med school keep going on You've got to put the information in whatever request that you're doing because they may look at the image or the result in a slightly different way. And if you write, I guess in your specialty, chest pain, what is it you're asking about? Like, what do you want to know? Does this patient have chest pain? Where is the chest pain? What kind of, you know what I mean? So anaesthetics, we get sometimes, well, I have to tread very carefully here. Uh, (laughs) I'm just trying to think of an example of a request. A request that we might have might be just bleep hello anesthetics calling back epidural room four and that's <laughs> it nice briefer to so, the point yeah epidural room four that's that's to the point i know where i'm going i know what they want <laughs> but it might be nice to say oh hello something you know oh um i'm just wondering if you're not busy uh there mm. is a lady in room four with blah 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 uh would you be able to come down to the epidural and so the relevant yeah. things there with an epidural might be she might be, you know, what pains, you know, I need to know a little bit more, but I'll come. But it's just nice yeah. to have a bit more background and that that sort of thing. Hmm. Can I tell you one thing that really gets my goat and um, it kind of rustles my jimmies is when people call and then and they start with they're well known to cardiology or they have an extensive cardiac history. Those two yeah. things. Oh, I use those. Tell me, Oops. They tell, they tell me nothing. nothing. They tell me nothing. Tell me nothing. They tell me nothing. Mm. Tell me nothing. Like, so what should we just, say to you? Uh, Come on, you've got to say. What, what should um, we say? So what would I like? So I realise that now I'm pandering to the stereotype of the cardiology registrar, which is, what is the ECG like? But I guess 
the and I think the other issue I guess it like countering myself is is that I realize that everyone likes to have stuff presented in like different ways. But I think kind of the fact that they've seen a cardiologist before or the fact that they've had a cardiac history is too vague, is too non-specific. So it's kind of you've wasted those two sentences mm-hmm. when it could have been filled with something more relevant, which would have been like they had a PCI in 2015. Yeah, even that is probably more useful. Um, I guess we should um, be more a bit like exam answers. Like we could be say, so if you had your exam, you wouldn't waste two minutes saying extensive cardiac history if you had a viva, for example. You would say this is a 68-year-old yeah. gentleman with. The history of blah 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 in so and so. I am concerned that this patient has X or Y, and then you'll go, "Oh, I love this doctor referring to me." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And the the other thing that um, I find kind of upsetting is when they go, "They're seen by you like a week ago," and I'm like, "I then I'll definitely be listening." Like, were they literally seen by me? Were they literally Mm. seen by me? Or do you mean like me, like the whole of cardiology? I had that happen to me last week and they were like they were seen by you last week and I was like false false that wasn't they weren't seen by me last week no because I, I was in ward week so I was a... <laughs> exactly oh, I wasn't dear. there so w- what are you saying now boyo I'm not the whole of cardiology <laughs> yes um, anyway oh, I'm no, actually no, a delight to... to refer to really I'm sure you are lovely and I'm guilty I'm no. guilty of those things and point taken I'm going to be a bit more thoughtful next time Oh my gosh! Oh, this um, made it sound like a targeted attack. Sorry, sorry, it's fine. No, it's fine. no. Um, but then, so that kind of uh, lends on nicely to another tweet, which I thought was kind of, um, kind of quite relevant I guess um, so Ash Dr Kidney Ash uh, whilst I'm usually happy uh, to listen to the just to let you know bleeps I think oh. that's the topic in itself but he yeah. said can you please refrain from telling me between the dead hours of 4 to 6am my body is conserving all energy in case of emergency situations and I won't be listening to what you're telling me in formulator I liked the kind of image of him just like maybe like being plugged in the yeah. mains and just like char- like just yeah. like charging and <laughs> just ready for action well everyone knows those hours are are, those are those are bad hours four to six a.m even the best performing person there's something that happens to your brain physiology that is just saying to you at that time what are you doing up like how are you even functioning let alone processing important information and especially whatever on call specialty you are if you've got an emergency going off at that time you do need to be perky and ready so just to let you know yeah, I'm pretty mm. I'm pretty useless from four AM to six PM too. But like I think the um the 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 just to let you know bleeps. Mm. Um what are you what's your take on those? How do you feel how do they make you feel? Ooh. Oh it depends. <laughs> it depends. I'm gonna be very politically diplomatic here. Oh. Sometimes they're completely appropriate and um that's kind because I think some, so an appropriate one would be someone that say, Look, I know you're in theatre and I know you can't come because um, uh, yeah. you're in a case. Yeah. But just to let you know, so-and-so has come in uh, and this this might happen. Um, so if I call you, it's because I need you to come down or something like that. Now, th- that's a good one, isn't it? Mm. Um, yeah, but I had one recently where it was just to let you know um, there's a child come in with a severe stridor. You don't need to come down now. Um, just letting you know. So what Ooh. does an anaesthetist? That's like you yeah. come down. You come down now. Yeah. Um, so, I'm starting to uh, thinking about yeah. it. <laughs> well, I have to. 
I have to confess that like I I did a just to let you call with um on the flip side I did a just to let you call with ITU quite recently and I got um a kind of unfavorable response shall we say and uh, fair enough you? like uh, I, I heard my so what I, what did I do so basically I saw someone uh a kind of quite early in the morning and uh, they just had not been very well and we were starting them on inotropes and my my call was to say if this if this uh, doesn't work out so well then they might need to be seen by you and he was like well in fairness if things aren't going that well can you call back because i'm i'm not going to come right now and so and then i was like yeah fair mm. enough okay yeah makes sense yeah because i, don't know. I, I guess think itu the- just to let you know is a, are actually I think some of those are appropriate and I think we should be careful about dismissing dismissing someone because some, sometimes you're, you're calling because you want a second sort of opinion or someone to ask you a question. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, am I misreading it? Or you get that sec- that gut feeling, don't you? So I think mm. there is some value, then, especially with patients, ITU type patients as well. But that raises another question. Do you think? Do you think we're being kind of a bit dishonest then when we're saying just to let you know? Because in, in actual fact, are we asking them a question in in itself? Like, can you review yeah. this vignette and consider for yourself whether you should come and see the patient we now or know. later on? I don't know. We could try it next time. Mm. I'm just calling. But how, how, do, how do you say it? I'm called. I've got this patient and um, don't really know what to do. I don't know. Or just yeah. to let you. I, do, I really it's don't true. know. It's just it would make it seem that maybe the kind of just to let you know is a bit of a Trojan horse for mm. getting you to see the patient, but without actually asking you could to see be, the patient. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, but, but then if you're not maybe. sure if the patient should be seen, the other person on the end may have a better idea that actually, or they might say, OK, what's the lactate? What's what's the obs? And then say, OK, I'll come or, yeah, let you let me know if they deteriorate or something like that. I don't know. I think mm, I think it's there was a tweet a while ago about all those phrases. Or was it in the Christmas BMJ about all the phrases that we use in <laughs> medicine that have become language and we don't know why? It may just be a phrase that mm. it's just sort of got embedded in the way that we talk to each other without a full understanding yeah. of what it means. Yeah, like when people say "and essentially," but then they don't say stuff in essence. They just go on and on and on and on. And I'm yeah. like, that's not in essence, mate. That's everything. You're, t- you're telling me everything. That's not the essence, <laughs> yeah. is it? Oh, uh, come on! They're about a, to uh, fall off their perch. What the hell does that mean? Oh, Everyone yeah, knows gosh. what it means. You no. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, so there's some things that have entered the kind of common discourse, I guess, that kind of get people to go, don't they, like the um, mechanical fall and all that kind of stuff. But um, one that really rubs me the wrong way from the nurses is when they say, before you run away. And literally, there have been times when people have said that to me. I will, like, comically (laughs) run away just just to kind of be stupid because I, I'm so like passive aggressive I can't think of a funny retort I've so literally, literally just never run thought away about can... that before and now as you say it really before you run oh. away I, yes yes that's We're not, not a good phrase where is am I it? going yeah, what am I going to run away <laughs> it's implying that I'm like don't want to be there run away yeah exactly yeah Um. so that's literally what I do sometimes if I'm feeling because I just find I just I'm not where am I I don't know mm. but maybe I'm just a pedant, pedant I guess but um Speaking of kind of, uh, I guess, the use of language and butchering it, there was a tweet from, a- oh gosh, I didn't even check how to say her name. But anyway, Aif Abby. Um, I remember um, Lynn Miller 
correcting me on this and I still haven't got it right. And for someone who's got a name like Farusha, mm-hmm. I should I should uh, do the due diligence on name. But if I be, she tweeted on the 18th of March, 2022. Please send me some voice notes if you have a better way of saying her name, just to correct me. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, so her tweet was, so HEE will be referring to previously labeled junior doctors as postgraduate doctors or postgraduate doctors in training, if that wasn't long enough. Mm-hmm. But you literally have to be a postgraduate to be a doctor, right? So well, are we just so. saying yeah, that I, I think I think so. Yeah, yeah. No, I I saw that. Just, I tried. Um, I tried to find the report. What do you think is the benefit? It. I think. Oh, I mean, that's. I guess the question raises here is: Is this better than being called a junior doctor? Are we less infantilized by causing calling us post? Is that what they're doing by changing? I think that that's to that? the goal, isn't it? Um, but um, so I got a bit. I don't like the phrase junior. Um, doctor mm. uh, but again that's an example of a language that has just become embedded and it's it's yeah. really hard to get rid of it um but i i got to admit I w- i'm not too keen on the postgraduate uh what was it what do you say it was again see postgraduate see, postgraduate doctors in training yeah, yeah and postgraduate doctor i mean is yeah. that, does that Can we not distinguish just be between well i don't know is it just one in training what's a postgraduate doctor that's someone not in training is that right no, I think they are. They are in training. So what's a postgraduate doctor in training then? That's the alternative to that. Oh, I see. I see. So it's two. I think it's a way of saying trainee, right. but without saying trainee. Right. Well, did you see? Did you see it? Zach Ferguson today? So he said, um, "Guys, don't forget to update your email signatures to reflect the new HEE nomenclature by Friday at five PM at the latest, <laughs> or you could face fines of upwards of two pounds." And he has signed it. Gosh. You ready? Dr. Zach yeah, Ferguson, postgraduate doctor of medicine, currently training in higher specialty training in acute internal medicine at the level of a specialty trainee four. So I'm going to update mine tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> oh, gosh, that's a mouthful. I mean, imagine I'd have to say my name and then all of that. Like, that's just people would just be like, right, OK, I'm just calling a consultant. Like, yeah. <laughs> stick, stick around for that. But I just think, uh, I don't know, it's isn't the... Is, uh, so Pathos kind of replied to this as she does with a kind of uh, a nice kind of summary which is along the lines of this is just a simple solution in inverted commas for a complex problem mm-hmm. and I think one of the issues is that we're not we're not kind of just because you're not a consultant does I mean all the training that goes up to becoming a doctor in itself mm-hmm. should have its value and this whole kind of guise of I mean you get trainee doctors of all kinds of histories and backgrounds and experience and i just i just wonder what kind of value there is in trying to find funky names for them as opposed to kind of making the the kind of wider a way in which we're regarded as kind of professionals with a level of expertise that we have Mm. like those those postgraduate or junior doctors or whatever they're managing arrests they're dealing with you know sick patients making decisions in the middle of the night um, really complex and life-changing decisions Um, and so calling them a junior doctor or whatever doesn't does not cut it it does, mm. does not kind of in any way convey the level of expertise that goes into their job. And that's that's more of a cultural issue with, in terms of how they're regarded. Like uh, suddenly when you become a consultant, then that, that's it. Like that. Yeah, I, I know, guess the issue is, is the general that, public knows what a consultant is, don't they? They don't understand the myriad yeah. of, you know, 
specialties and different levels? Are you ST3 or CT3? What's the difference between a CT3 and an ST3? What's special to you? And are you an uncoupled or uncoupled? It's all complete gobbledygook, isn't it? It's um, yeah. But do, do do they really need to know the difference between uh, well, an I ST1 know, so and an ST4? I don't know. That doctor treating mm. you at that particular time at three o'clock in the morning is the mm. doctor that you've got at that time who is responsible yeah. for you and they obviously have access mm. to seniors um it's yep. really really complicated it's um because mm. i mean I, if you think it's about hard, training like i because i'm one of those non-traditional people who's ancient in my training but if i go back to med school so i started med school in 2004 that's a long time mm. ago and i'm still a junior you know i'm still a junior i've still got training to go it is a lifelong you know, lifelong learning and all of that sort of stuff. But is it helpful mm. to the... Pe- I, if you call me junior, like, what can you do? Can you do that? And especially anaesthetist, many people don't even know we're doctors anyway, which is, that's quite a yeah. common question. <laughs> like, is it... I've had... I, had, yeah, I honestly said, is it in, Is it like an MVQ? Do you do like an MVQ course? <gasps> yeah, and I said... Were, were you, like, not, mid doing very... the epidural at the time? Yeah. <laughs> No, no. But, you know, I was very polite. And I said, no, actually, um, anaesthetists, we've been to medical school. and You have? Oh, yeah. for God's sake. Yeah. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> well, just to say, I mean, I start. I saw. I started medical school in two thousand and two, mm. and um, one of the one of the regs who's with me at the moment was like, "Oh yeah, you were my reg when I was an F one." As in, like, I think I, I wasn't literally his reg. Like, I think, he, mm. but he was an F one at the time that I was doing one of my lats, uh, which is nice. Which is a nice feeling just yeah. to slowly see nice. yeah. you know him getting his become a professor before I do. But um, <laughs> it's just, uh, I think it's funny, isn't it? Like. Um, the whole training i mean that kind of lends i mean i did want to ask you about your background because Mm. um you have so you worked in uh pr Mm -hmm. you're a writer you uh you founded a website so mother so you've you know you've um how did you how did you get to medicine how did that you kind of went through a circuitous or did you did you decide yeah yeah no did i decide Mm. what I was watching ER How and I you, thought that like, looks like a good job. Was it? <laughs> uh, partly. <laughs> no, no, oh, enough, that's facetious. Enough. No, that's that's not true. Uh, possibly. No, I I never considered. Oh, a bit of it, okay. No, yeah, yeah. It was, ER was a great show. Yeah, you know, George Clooney. I yeah, thought that's what I was getting when I signed up for this. But um, no. Yeah. No, I just came <laughs> to it late because I didn't do I didn't do science at school and I wasn't science at all. And I didn't really, mm. they would never have told me about being a doctor at school. I think I was told um, do secretarial skills because if you could type no whatever many words per minute, yeah, yeah, if you can type however many words per minute, you'll have a job anywhere. And that's true. Nothing wrong with that, but I didn't, I didn't want to do that. But, and I fell into my career, which was just sort of marketing and internet and then writing and so sort of communications really. And then ended up doing. PR, which was a really interesting and really good job, but I did it wasn't something that satisfied me, and I got pregnant. Mm. And then when I saw the doctor, so I was seeing the doctor a lot. I thought, oh, well, that actually looks like a really interesting job. And and then I started looking at what a doctor was, and that's how it started, really. Mm. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, 
So most of the time it's a good decision. So... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, you yeah. made the right decision. Obviously made the right decision. Obviously, obviously yeah. Obviously. But it's interesting that you did the... So it was kind of being able to see it and kind of consider it as that possibility. And it's like sad that perhaps that just didn't yeah. happen. I mean, it's weird that you're kind of... Oh, you're kind of naturally going to be a secretary. Just seems mm. like a... Like, gosh, I guess I saw it from um, a patient perspective, that kind didn't of... I? I had never thought of that. I'm just talking to you there. So I saw it as a patient and then saw the job that that person was doing and thought, oh, but I wonder if I could do that. And mm. that's, yeah. Oh, that's, that's really wholesome. It is, isn't it? <laughs> so, I mean, did you say... Yeah. Did you not say that at your medical school? No, I just thought that? of that. I've missed a trick with all my applications to stuff, didn't I? <laughs> I applied for medicine from oh, being a patient. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. It's interesting that you talk about kind of, I guess, role models and kind of seeing yourself doing a job. There was... um. um I, I kind of wanted to bring up some cool videos about stuff that's going on in the States. So there's um a new so a new justice uh being confirmed in the states yes judge jackson yeah katanji and there's been lots of stuff about her yeah that's right and um it's interesting because she was talking about kind of imposter syndrome and Mm. i think when she um i think it was when she was uh, going to harvard and she was kind of like looking around and um just kind of thinking oh this would be like an amazing place to kind of study but then I think she kind of in herself felt like she might not belong mm. and uh and then she, apparently there was a, a black lady that she didn't know and was just kind of like walking along who just recognized on her face mm. that kind of bewildered look and she said to her one word which was persevere mm. And uh, she's kind of mentioning this in her one of her, I think, the confirmation hearings, and it's just really I saw powerful. That. It's to very hear. moving, very um, moving indeed, because certainly, mm. I can, you, you know, I can identify with that feeling that you're in this mm. space where people like you have not been before, and you know you're judged yeah. differently to other people, and if you haven't had a role, like if you know a role model doing that specific role you would have had role models from elsewhere and people that have supported you excuse me along the way but it was very very powerful because it is easy like sometimes we're getting deeply emotional now because it was a deeply emotional video (laughs) you do think yeah is this like worth all of the struggles and all of the stress like is it really worth it because it is about perseverance all the time and the journey certainly Mm is really really tough and but for her like watching that if no one's seen it you should watch it it was very moving um because everyone whatever job they're doing can identify with that feeling you know that you're not you don't belong and how am i here who's let me in the door sort of thing oh well it's interesting you should mention that because that's something that I kind of also wanted to touch upon, but because she's the reception to her has been scandalous, isn't it? Where mm. people are talking along. Have you seen much? I mean, so talking about, along the lines of like that she doesn't deserve to be there and stuff, and it's all just shrouded in racism. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I I wanted to say that this 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 um, tweet that I've retweeted with the video, it says, um, let's also work towards a world where black women don't have to constantly at every level of their lives expend themselves with this manner of perseverance. Mm. It's equi- if it's um, it's equitable, if not morally imperative to make it easier than it is now for them to maximize their greatness. Mm. Um, 
and I just think I mean there there are people who are kind of questioning her worthiness to be there and they're coming out with all this kind of like nonsense mm. and um there is another tweet that was kind of really good um from reinspired where they were talking about he was um talking about all the other justices that have been oh, there before some of them haven't gone to laws some people yeah right some yeah. people like criticizing her saying this and that and they're like mate they've been there they're, they're justices have school. not even gone to law mm. school yeah exactly she's like she's got the pedigree yeah the only thing you don't like is the fact that she's a black woman but that's, that's the, the thing, thing is, you know, is just... but if you say that what is it and this could be her or other jobs what is it and this mm. this is where twitter is really bad uh, social media in general for this because if you call it out so if I called something out like that being a woman of colour mm. like you're calling out JK Rowling you know mm. that you will get some negative let's say call it feedback let's give it a good word feedback <laughs> you'll get some feedback. negative yeah, feedback God. and um, so it means I've I got to be honest recently I have started to say less and I've got a lot there's a lot that I want to say about what's going on um Today, Afua Hirsch on her Instagram put up some pictures mm. of Will and Kate in in um, oh, yeah. Jamaica. Jamaica, yeah. Really want to say a lot about that because as a former publicist, like that is whatever publicist, the PR team needs to do some serious equality, diversity and inclusion work because these pictures <laughs> should never have gone out. And you see this, but you can't, oh my gosh. Call, if you call it out, you know what I mean? You can't call it out without... It, it is... I think it's actually brave. So there's many more people whose names I won't recall because I don't want to draw, draw attention to them who I describe as brave by coming out and saying these mm. things uh, because they will get attacked for it. Um, and it's very difficult to talk about without mentioning names, but I'm sure you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, about. fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so the um, we did talk about the article by... Um, Peter Luzoga, um, mm. who, um, so he is, he's excellent. So he's, uh, he's, he's written a really good book. Um, but anyway, so if you want to check him, check him out, he's uh, Dr. Peter Luzoga. So I think his handle's at Pete Luzoga, so O-L-U-S-O-G-A. Um, and he'd written a nice article, which um, was titled, Why is it always about race with you people? And it's that question mm. that we get asked um and he says i'm not i'm just pointing it out when you are um mm. and he basically just talks about all the things that the kind of the mental gymnastics that go into the racism um mm. which and he's just pointing it out that's all it is um mm. and he partic in particular references the stuff that's going on in ukraine and he talks about the hypocrisy yeah, I read, and things I read there. That. That's it's hard. a really really good article right? it's a really good article mm. And that's the thing is yeah. I think that people, if you come from a place of insecurity or where you feel that you're being attacked, like let's say you will believe you're not racist. If someone tells you, well, actually mm. you might be racist, that's a really uncomfortable and really horrible mm. thing to hear. So you will put your defences up and you will, re you will respond. And yeah, it's just, it's difficult. But shining, yeah. I guess that's but what I mean. Shining think... a spotlight on it, when the spotlight is on you, if you don't want that spotlight mm. on you, you won't like it, basically, mm. will you? 
Um, so just if anyone wanted to check it out, if you Google myblackface.wordpress.com and um, it's a fairly recent article, which is called Why Is It Always About Race With You People? And it's by Dr. Peter Luzoga. Um, interestingly, though, there was a tweet kind of from a colleague who talked about the hypocrisy of the Ukraine and he kind of, uh, he quote tweeted um, a, a Channel 4 interview, I think with a Polish minister, and he was mm-hmm. talking about how many immigrants they'd accepted and he was kind of talking about how they accept zero Muslim immigrants. And he was um he got a response that basically tagged in some like Brexity accounts, but also kind of fairly racist um mm. accounts. And the thing is is that he this that kind of response with those tagged parties has since been deleted. But mm. the thing that kind of made me sad anyway were the subsequent responses to being called out on doing that, on performing that. Yeah. And because the response that said, each to their bubble. Mm. And um, I think the reason why that bothered me was that it kind of seemed to suggest that, um, I don't think it, re- I don't think we realised the potential harm in mm. kind of tagging in, ra- like having to deal with racists. Mm-hmm. And um, it was funny though, because then Partha responded to him saying this, and then he accused Partha of bullying, which I, I'm like, oh, when someone else is kind of like involved in the debate, how, how yeah. does that make you feel? They didn't ha- didn't seem to have that mental bandwidth to kind of accommodate or that level of empathy uh, that they applied to them, so their yeah. own situation for anyone else, which seems kind I of I think sad. so, bubbles, you know, um, there's bubble. Yeah, I you, you have your own bubble, but some of that bubble is actually protective, isn't it? Like sometimes uh, after, what, I can't remember what it was, some one of our political events, whether it was Brexit or some something, I remember hmm. saying... Oh, I know what it was. It was a general election. And I said right. to my husband, I am going to go into this side of the internet that I don't normally go into because I want to understand mm. why people voted the way that I did. And it was very interesting. Mm. So I actually went and followed quite a lot of accounts that I wouldn't <laughs> normally have followed. Mm. I subsequently unfollowed right. them because I needed to protect myself <laughs> because it's quite hard to... to well, have this, yeah, it's difficult. No, no, that's so interesting that you did that. I remember thinking that definitely about after Brexit and, you know, when it was such a surprise and people talked about echo chambers and stuff. And I remember doing the same thing, trying to follow um, kind of uh, uh, Brexity accounts. Mm. And uh, on Reddit, I started to follow our Tories just to read. But then after a while, like just reading some of the responses, they just seem so callous. And I was mm, like, oh, mm. actually, um, I'm not sure I really do. I, I'm not sure I really do want to kind of listen to these guys because it just sounds so kind of hateful, and mm. um, I just uh, I couldn't I couldn't do it. And I think there's there's got to be you've you've got to protect yourself, right? And you've got to pick your battles. Definitely. I think. Well, and... Brexit. I remember specifically walking onto the ward. So I was on was it was it was a Thursday? It came out. Whatever day it was, I can't remember. And on the Saturday, I was on call. And I walked into this ward <clears throat> and there yeah. it was a male ward and there were, I think, four of us females on there. We were all ethnic minorities um, mm. and the all of the patients were reading the Daily Mail and they sat there. Oh, I'll never God. forget it. And they were all saying, this is great. We're going to send everyone home and blah, blah, blah. And then turned around to us. Oh, hello. Good morning. And I just was like, <laughs> what is the cognitive dissonance here? Like, what? Yeah. What is going on? Like, 
And it was uh, it was a it was a poignant day, and actually, I found it really it was really upsetting. And we all looked at each other, mm. the female. We all looked at each other, and we knew exactly what the other person was thinking. But we went about our jobs, and we carried on because that's what we do. The funny thing in that though is that everyone kind of built it as like it's like um, the left had to kind of reflect upon what's going through their minds and i think in that situation it's particularly interesting like what the hell's going through their minds when they say that stuff and then they and are they like oh but not you guys yeah or what is yeah. or like do they not have don't know it just seems so weird mm, right don't know i'm trying to understand that but speaking of kind of circles and trying to kind of stay protected um there was a, a junior doctor's thread that asked the question, is your social circle mostly doctors? And I kind of figured because you went into medicine, having done it as a postgrad, like, um, uh, is your social circle mostly doctors? Or tell, tell me about the minutiae of <laughs> your, minutiae, your circles. You need to know the download, don't you? <laughs> yes, I do, I do. <laughs> I've got loads of circles. Like, yeah, no, my... Uh, oh, yeah, I've got loads okay. of circles. So I've got mum circles, parent circles. Oh, yeah. Then the scout group, mm. you know, there is all, it depends what facet of your life you're in, aren't you? But my true friends mm. now, I would say 50% are doctors, um, probably. That's what I would say about 50%. How does how has it ended up being that way, do you think? I think because of time. Because so if I started 2004, mm. like my close friends are ones that I've been to med school, but I've still got friends that I've had since I was a child. But I think it's because, mm. and, and my husband's a doctor, and I think part of our job is coming back. And for me, I sort of debrief and chat. And um, having someone that knows what that is like, it's like having mm. this, you can, instead of spending 45 minutes at the therapist, it's like five minutes on the phone yeah. to your person that's been <laughs> on call, that knows exactly what it's like and goes, oh, yeah, that's terrible. Or, oh, dear, how you mm. do, you know. So I think that's mm. why... The friendships are like are like that, really. What about you? Um, well, I think, yeah, a lot of my friends are kind of medics. I guess that I kind of... Um, I had a few friends from school who are not medics, but then subsequently became medics, like, as oh. later on. And so, yeah, the numbers of... The kind of composition has changed. Mm. Um, and I kind of... Well, I wanted to ask you a follow-up question, which is when you see your friends, do you end up talking a lot about work? I mean, I certainly end up doing My medical that. friends... Uh yeah, yeah, sadly. We sh we start off with good intentions, you know, talking about yeah. non-work stuff. <laughs> and then it's always yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. did you know that so-and-so has done this? And have you heard about this and, and that and the other? Um, So it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's funny, though, because, I don't know, I, it's either like medic stuff or like how tired you are. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, like yes. yes. That's yeah, another yeah. phrase, isn't it? Did you sleep well? When you come in from your night yeah, shift, exactly. everyone's like, mm, <laughs> yeah. not really. Or all, all the all the minority people go, yeah, I slept really well. You go, you did? Yeah. How? Yeah, I hate you. And then you hate talk about guys. your sleep. Oh my gosh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How are you feeling? Well, you've you just come well? off nights. I have, yeah. Yeah. Well, having come off nights, do you have any tips for, you know, perhaps the medical students or the more junior colleagues out there for things that oh. might try and getting through oh nights? Oh, my goodness. Oh, what no. Well, tips? my first nights, like, so when I did, we, in my medical, which is Bristol, you do your practice, like, getting nights when you do in obstetrics. So I was given all this advice. Oh, yeah. I don't know who it was. I can't remember what, but rubbish advice. And they said, they said <laughs> right. to me, stay up the night before. So I did that. Then I didn't uh, sleep during the day. 
And then they said, that's all right, oh, you no. eat all the way through your shift. Just <gasps> eat. <laughs> this is the worst things you could do. So I spent what? my first shift just eating. Then, well, my body had no idea what mm. to do with this like food. That oh, God. Like, oh, man. It was horrific. I felt so ill. And I was like, I'm never going to be able to do nights. And then the ne- someone, I told someone the next day as I was going home, like coming out to the light bright, just thinking I'm going to die. I'm going to quit medicine because I can never do that. I said, no, 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 you <sighs> don't eat. So the next yeah. night I came in and I didn't eat and I felt slightly better. <laughs> <laughs> God. But yeah, no, oh what do you do? What's your routine then? Well, I think it's changed now with the children, but one thing I used to really like doing was having really fresh sheets for the first night, so like oh, changing yes. the sheets. Yeah. And um, because I just, I just find that I wanted the passage from getting home, walking up the stairs Beautiful. and into bed to be as oh. kind of, yeah, as kind of seamless as possible. Uh, and I also made that same mistake of kind of eating through nights because I used to think that that would help me stay awake yeah. by constantly. So I used to munch on carrots. I remember people <laughs> take the piss because I'd have like a massive bag of chopped <laughs> carrots and I'd just be constantly chewing on those. But then I like I didn't really see the correlation between that and the fact that I used to get quite bad indigestion. Mm. And then when I realized that I should just eat as I would do normally yeah. like during the day um that kind of made it a bit easier although what I'd found what I do find now and I still haven't quite kind of gotten quite to grips with is when I get back from my night shift I still have breakfast before I go to bed but that does mean that I probably wake up maybe two or three yeah. hours later to pee yeah and I hate that pee yeah that's like, oh, an annoying pee because that that's the pee that you don't know if you're going to go back to sleep after pee yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a gamble, isn't no, it? No, the biggest thing I did actually that someone the useful advice, you said useful advice. One of so I used to struggle mm. with nights and someone said because I used to drink caffeine all night to stay awake. They said, "Have you cut oh, your caffeine yeah, out?" Yeah. So I cut my caffeine right. out at night. So I have my one cup of tea before and then no caffeine. Yeah. And then I could sleep better yeah. the next day. Earplugs, yeah, yeah, eye mask, dark dark room and eating oh, like good. you say normally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, you know, if someone yeah, gets definitely... pizza, it's tempting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that happens. I tend to try and... I used to do that for the last night. Like, I used to think it was kind of a morale thing. I tell the juniors in the first night that that's what we'll do with the last night. But then actually more... Well, actually, I don't do this anymore as a cardiology reg because it's more solo. But as a med reg, I used to, on the last the last morning of the, sh- you know, of the shift, I'd take them for breakfast. Mm. We'd have a cooked oh, breakfast. Oh, I love that. that. Kind of yeah, like that's great. Kind of that's really yeah. nice. Team bonding but, that. But... Yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't do that anymore because we don't... Uh, well, in Norwich, anyway, you're, you're kind of solo doing the cannulas and stuff. So mm. um, I think that's less solo. since... Um, not Brexit. The other thing, COVID. COVID. Yeah, <laughs> Brexit and COVID. <laughs> yeah. Equal. Just, yeah. Equal awfulness. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, so there was... Um, I wanted to kind of mention a few other tweets. Um, oh, no. That page has been deleted. Oh, gosh. Well, there mm. was a tweet from Dr. Ruby, and we talked about it yesterday, and since then it has disappeared. So Dr. Ruby oh. was talking about um, her experience having sickle cell trait and how she suffers with iron deficient anemia and that that's something that we don't get taught. Well, actually having sickle cell uh, in general um, isn't something that we're taught very well about mm. and she then got quote tweeted by a GP that basically fixated upon the fact that she'd mentioned that she'd had a bad 
bad experience with her GP and just kind of ignored the kind of mm. concerns that she had about her own medical condition and then just kind of went on to say, oh, you know, we're getting bashed on the media and stuff and, you know, I just don't think it's right, blah, blah, blah. And um, I thought I, I kind of wanted to mention it because I thought it was kind of just another example, really, of someone just fixating on one bit mm. of something which was about someone's lived experience and then just deciding to take umbrage to a, a tiny facet of it. Yeah, well, um, it's a shame because that's a patient. Did... I didn't get to see that one because it was deleted, so I oh, don't no. actually know what it said, But so it's difficult to comment. But, oh, I enough. mean, you can't, if, a, if someone is a patient, like doctors are patients, like we're, we're, we're patients, so we are going to share things about our patient experience. And is that, you know, I would have thought her intention and having not read it, obviously, I don't know, is to share her experience, to enlighten it and make it better for other people, not to, the intention wasn't to, to bring bad press to GPs, I would imagine. No, I think she kind of actually says medical training and she uses her the example of her experience with the GP. So it was her, mm. uh, so she'd had a bad interaction with the or unsatisfying action uh, interaction with her GP. But I think she actually mentions medical training in general. But um, I think the way it kind of, I mean, the responses to it there, there were quite a few. And in the end, um, Doctor Ruby ended up having to kind of lock the thread, mm. and just kind of sad, really. Not upsetting, but um, yeah. I think. Yeah, and I think it kind of others also speaks to the fact that um, um, in kind of situations like this, people get kind of um, criticised on their tone, or like you haven't mm. raised you haven't raised the question, you haven't put your point across in a palatable way. Therefore, mm. and I'm going to take issue to that, and then it kind of really just derails mm. the argument. Well, it's also um, isn't it if you perceive so that I think that's the downside with sort of social media. In your short, whatever, 150 characters or whatever it is, people can pick up the wrong end of the stick and just run with it and misinterpret or actually even misread what you have written. And if they're yeah. feeling, it's what they're feeling at that time when they're reading it. If they're feeling they've had a bad day at work or they feel criticised, they're not going to see mm. that it will change the way they view the tweet or view the content of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's. I think some of it. I guess. I mean, that's that's a nicer way of putting it, actually, isn't it? Because I guess that's just kind of misunderstanding. And sometimes I just kind of wonder if that's if that's it, or if people just, uh, um, maybe that maybe they are just kind of kind of completely blind mm. to everything else. Um, mm. But yeah, that's a nicer way of putting it. Yeah, I'm being um, polite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's nice. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Um, so there was another tweet which I thought was kind of funny, which was about Rishi Sunak today. I don't know if you saw the pictures. Oh dear. But basically, the, yes. Do you see? So there's two funny things I thought, <laughs> which is one, him trying to use like um, con contactless. Oh, I didn't see card. that. It's so funny. Oh my god, it's so good. Oh, oh it's so funny. You've got to oh. look it up. So basically, like he tries to use the contactless through this kind of like perspex shield, oh, no. and but the kind of the card reader is like immediately next to him, and he gets confused and so i mean you like we've all yeah, been there yeah. we've all been like oh you know where do i put the card but the, his response though is to like get 
he's trying to buy a can of coke and that's also a thing he like i think he thinks it's charming yeah. that he likes coke and i remember seeing an interview he's like oh yeah i love coke i i, I could i could drink coke all day <laughs> like you know and this like i think he thinks he's hilarious mm. like that's mm. lovable so he, he he obviously is doing this for this photo ops so he holds but he holds a can of coke up to this guy at the till as if like the guy's eyeballs are like gonna scan his car like his can oh, like it's just so that. weird like oh can you can you scan the barcode using your eyes it's just like it just showed like this guy's never he's got he usually just gets his butler to buy his like multi-pack uh, of, do you uh, think he really uh, full fat coke? coke he might he might yeah. uh no well that's his brand Is whether it? it's whether we should trust anything a tory says yeah, i don't know yeah, yeah. but anyway that's that's the first video which is hilarious and it just yeah. like shows him pretending to be a human being but the other one which is funny is him at a petrol pump at sainsbury's petrol pump filling up a kia now that isn't his Kia. Rishi Sunak <laughs> borrowed a Sainsbury worker's Kia Rio for his petrol station photo shoot. So he's oh. like, oh, like, here's me casually filling up this car. Like, random person's car. Like, what? What is that about? <laughs> and then, so oh there's photos goodness. of... Yeah, it's so amazing. And then, like, then... Um, there's the pictures of him. Fall for it? That's what I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, yeah because they'll be talking about something it. else. Rishi drives a Kia. He drives yeah. a Kia. That's what he, people yeah. will be saying. Yeah, exactly. Well, he drives off in his Merc. You know, he's 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 uh, crazy, crazy wealthy. He doesn't drive he? a Kia. I don't, I don't think, with no disrespect to Kias. There's some nice no. Kias around. But, yeah, um, yeah. My, I, I keep telling my dad he should get a Kia. He's like, the really electric one. Android, Have you seen the electric one? It's really, no, no. really they nice. They look really good. Yeah. They look, but, you know, yeah. Rishi, you know, he he's just, he probably doesn't even know what a Kia is. Um, he pro- I don't know. Probably thinks it's like I don't know an R and B singer or something. But like he is, I don't know. Like I just think it's so funny. Like they, like oh, I get to pretend to be like a normal person for like five minutes. I think, but you, but we can see it. You see, so, so having that's one of the things. Having been a publicist before, I can see when something is a publicist set up sort of shot. But I think a lot of people just don't see it they just don't they want to believe that it's selling an image isn't it? that's what advertising is and pr is selling an image this is perhaps it's part of the campaign to get him you know prime minister so he's done you know he's identifiable he drives a kia and he drinks coke i mean yeah. elect him so yeah i know i think that that kind of stuff's kind of harmless but do you remember there was a whole thing recent not recently a while ago which was like tishy rishi that made me sick. That made me physically oh, sick. I, had... did, I missed Dishy Rishi. Yeah, mate. They were talking about how he's, <laughs> he was wearing like a hoodie and there were, this, there were these articles from like the Telegraph where people like these kind of, I don't know, these women who are like, oh yeah, actually he looks kind of dashing in a hoodie and I, was, I just felt sick. I had to meet that. I needed Dishy Rishi. Dishy Rishi sounds like a sun headline, doesn't it? Dishy it does, Rishi. doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Yeah, well, mind you, and I so definitely nice. won't say this on here because I'll get into trouble. What is it? Is it Dr. Rant? Is it Dr. Rant on, on Oh, Facebook? Dr. Range. That's got some great what? names for some... No, not Range. Ah, Rant. Oh. Rant. <laughs> uh, no, not enough. Dr. Range. Dr. Rant. R-A-N-T. T-T-T. Um, ah, that calls okay, them... Enough. He's got nicknames for a lot of these people, which are unrepeatable. Oh, really? But ah. Rishi Sunak has got a really good one. So you need to go and read it. Oh, uh, I'm not going to say I'll what it check is. It out. I've got to it's say, before something. it sounds like I'm... <laughs> I feel really bad for having Dr. Range in the same sentence as Rishi Sunak. Dr. Range is amazing. And he's, he's also lovely. got the best jaw. Jo- like, he is dishy, isn't he? He's dishy. Dishy Range. We will yeah. go with that one. Dishy yeah. Range. Yeah. And he's also, lo- yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he seems enough. lovely, lovely guy. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so just a few kind of lighthearted tweets that I wanted to highlight um, for people just in case they wanted to check them out. So there's a tweet from uh, at good news chorus one. So, um, so it stops before the P in correspondent and ends with the uh, number one. And it's basically of this little race uh, where these little kids are running along and someone's shouting, come on, Harper, you can do it. And the girl's like, I'm trying. I've got little legs. <laughs> She's oh, running along. Yeah, that's so cute. Really cute. Yeah, I saw that's that it. one. Yeah, that's that's worth um, watching. So that was that was yeah, that's a cute little one to raise a smile. And um, oh, and the other one which I thought was kind of that we should oh well, there are two less good. I think there are there are a few one, a few threads left. That I thought we would quickly mention, and then we'll end on a nice one. So here's a really annoying one, which I hoped would go viral, and it hasn't done, which is a shame. Um, which was someone asking the question. You should definitely run some sort of seminar on this topic. Can you be a vascular trainee and have kids at the same time? And I was like, why is this person's account not being set on fire? I mean, I'm not vindictive oh, at yeah. all. It's why is got, it still... um, it ha It's basically, that's the thing. It's gone into the void, hasn't it? It's been, it's, it hasn't yeah. been seen. Three likes, that's it. <sighs> oh my gosh. They, it's a slow week. It's a slow week for med Twitter venom. Yeah. But I just thought that's just an awful, awful question. <laughs> Oh my gosh, people still asking that stuff and they're a trainer. Shame. Yeah. Shame! Shame, shame, and, shame. Uh, shame, shame. And what was this other one? Oh, Invading Pirate. Oh gosh. They came out with, every time I see a hepatologist write NILS. Oh, what does NILS mean? Oh, maybe I'm just proving the point. Uh, anyway, he goes, I'm reminded that medics on the whole do not really understand what they are doing. And that made me angry. I was like, mm. what are you talking about? Mate? Yeah, that, that, yeah, that was difficult. Yeah. Again, that didn't res that didn't res that didn't get no. the the vitriol it deserved. <laughs> God, God. Anyway, so that just proves though it proves though that I'm not involved in any WhatsApp targeted harassment things because if it were up to me, those two those two would be really? shot with a laser from. Have you been accused of organising harassment? Have you? I think there's been uh, uh, organising harassment. Maybe not. Maybe that's just me with a guilty conscience. Yeah. No, but like sometimes people talk about it, don't they? And I think um, I'm like I, some people have said that am I in with it in groups? I don't know. You know how every, you know when people talk yeah. about cliques and stuff. Oh, I think so boring. I think, yeah, I think yeah. yeah, I've been told I was too political once, and I said, "What do you oh, mean no political?" Way. I said, "What I talk about? Yeah. Do you mean topical? There's a difference between topical and political." <laughs> <laughs> so that was my PR move to get out of that one. <laughs> Nice, nice, nice move. Checkmate, <laughs> checkmate. Well, we've come, we've come up to an hour. That that pretty much is is time. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank uh, you. You've been awesome. Uh, the time's kind of flown. Yeah, the time's flown by. Uh, do you want to? So Imran sometimes puts people on the spot, and at the end he says, "Is there anything, any wisdom, or anything that you would like to impart, or let, you know, say to people out there who might be listening, the one or two listeners that we have?" Oh my gosh, you have put me on the spot. I'll take what you said earlier <laughs> from uh, Gatanji Jackson. Perseverance, but with a bit less effort would be good, yeah? <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. I like yeah. that. That's really good. Cool. So um, I should also shout out our sponsors again. So if there are any registered general nurses, band fives, they're needed for London, Essex and Kent. Very competitive rates with lifelinehealthcaregroup.co.uk. And if you need a med medical accountant, then www.mah.uk.com uh, for your uh, accountancy needs. Cool. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully next week, um, Imran and I and uh, will be back um, with someone else um i guess 
um, or you know, it depends on what happens with the divorce settlement. We'll see. Um, thank you again. Thank, thank you so you. much. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on, Safina. Thank you.